comes the bride with a knife that's one inch wide. Where is the groom dead in the dressing room? Stabbed in the heart because death do us part. Hello and welcome to Death Do Us Part. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And it's still Christmas season, so we're going to just keep talking about Christmas because it's our favorite time of the year. Yep, we're just, when this comes out, it will be the day before Christmas Eve. When all of the stress culminates and people want to kill each other, right? Apparently. Don't you? Don't you? I'm actually feeling pretty calm, cool, and collected this year, actually. The three C's of success. Yeah, if I have to say so myself, I have everything wrapped except for like three things. Really? Oh, yeah. man. You got them up. Well, see, we have to build our children's gifts on Christmas Eve because, well, they're not going to listen to this, thank God. Um, <laughs> but uh, our, our daughter's getting a Barbie dream house, so we wanted to assemble it so our entire Christmas day wasn't putting that shit together. Oh. Oh, shoot. And so our son is getting um, a Millennium Falcon from Star Wars. Yes. And that's not hard to set up, but we have to put it out the same way, so it's fair and equal. Um, I didn't even think about that. I already wrapped my son's present, um, but it's like one of those go-go smart track things. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like these little cars that go down this track and they say things, um, but I already wrapped it in the box still, so... TFB, little Whatever. boy. <laughs> I don't, those aren't that hard to put together no, because no, no. It's they're not made like, for. Once you get to the, the, the age my twins are at, around five, the, the toys get a lot more difficult to assemble. Yeah, this is supposed to be so like a one and a half year old can use it. So therefore, it can't be that complicated. Yeah, if it's too complicated, it breaks too easy. And when they play that rough, they break everything. But we also want to say Merry Christmas to our patrons. Uh, the Jimmy Fuquay on Instagram, our, our top patron, and of course, Bernadette from Murderific, at Murderific Podcast, our two favorite people in the world. Uh, we have some some other fans who, who uh, engage us as well. We got to send out some stickers. Um, hopefully everybody got their stickers before the holidays and can enjoy those. Uh, you can find us at deathdoispartpodcast.com and at deedupcast on Instagram. Uh, so, leading into the final... We should also give a shout out because yesterday, Sunday, December 22nd, was the start of Hanukkah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And while that doesn't personally cause me mass amounts of stress, um, I'm sure that it does to some families. Yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, yeah, think about it, right? Christmas, everybody opens gifts on one day. You have all this time to prepare. But Hanukkah, you got to open a gift, what, every night, right? Yes. So there's always a celebration of some kind every night. I think Hanukkah is a lot more um, lighting the candles and like spending time with family. I, th I think it's what it's, it should be. Yes, that, yeah, it's yeah, much less like commercialized and turned into just a giant toy factory than Christmas. I, I've is. been I've tried to cut down year after year, even when I was like a teenager. It's like it's just too many gifts. I just don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Talk about being spoiled, Jesus, right? Yeah. Speaking God. of Jesus, Merry Christmas, and. <laughs> Uh, before we get into our pet peeves, I have a little story for you. Ooh. At Christmas, because we're close to Christmas Eve, tomorrow's Christmas Eve, so I have a little Christmas Eve story for you. Back when I lived at my childhood home, I was in high school at the time, I think, and earlier in that day on Christmas Eve, there was a car chase, high-speed car chase up and down uh, the street that intersected our neighborhood, 
uh, like 90 plus miles per hour and it's like a 45 it's not like on the highway right this is 90 pr- miles per hour in I residential like I areas i should have known about this because it's not like i didn't live here no yeah you you weren't you know, probably he probably drove down to where your childhood house was and all the way back up to mine at the time but he lived up our street Oh, okay. And so he, he was chased and he went up our street. We watched him from the garage uh, hesitantly, hoping we didn't get shot, but we had to watch because we're stupid kids. Anyway, we're watching, looking up the, the road. I see him let loose his German shepherd on the police officers and they, they maced the poor dog. Oh my but they kind of had to, not the dog's fault, but he sicked them on there. Uh, he got in the car. Somehow he got out of their blockade of like five cars at the end, end of the street. And then he took off again. And we're like, well, holy shit, what's going on, right? And we didn't have any way to find out. This was before you could just go on Twitter and say, hey, everybody in the world, what's happening in my town? So uh, we went to our Christmas Eve service at church, and we came home, and there was a police car parked on every single neighborhood street leading up to ours and probably beyond. And when we pulled in, we went to our house, and my dad brought uh, the police officer a cup of coffee. Which is the best way to get info. Exactly. And he was a volunteer uh, for the police department at that time. So he knew a lot of the guys anyway. So he bought him a cup of coffee and said, hey, man, I'm just curious what's going on. He's like, oh, yeah, the guy up the street, he threatened to kill himself and his family today on Christmas Eve. Uh, then he took off in his car. You know, he sicked the dog on him. And um, now they're, they're still trying to find him. But his um, family, he left. Like, he just left his family there. They were fine. Yeah, he didn't end up killing anyone. Okay. He d- just threatened Phew. to. But on that night, we left our garage and our garage door open. Like, we didn't lock it. So we had to go through our house and check everywhere that someone could possibly hide because he was literally, what, one, two, maybe three, four houses up the street from us. Oh, my God. Could you and imagine like, if you got could home be and in he our was house. just like... He could still be in your house. Well, I don't live there anymore, so it's someone else's problem. In, he could have crawled up into the attic, and he's just been living in your walls. Well, no, because they ended up catching him. Oh, okay, never mind. And on Christmas Eve, they caught him. And the police officer had to pull over and call for backup because he slipped his cuffs out from underneath his feet. And I guess protocol is you call for backup. Well, little junior police officer forgot to close the um, divider. So he hopped through the divider with his handcuffs on, got the steering wheel, hit the gas, and he took off. He stole the police car. He ended up crashing it in between, um, there's this neighborhood, not far from your old house, actually, um, where there's there's like pylons and they can open it up if there's like a fire or an emergency that goes to like the yeah, farmland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he, he crashed the car there and split. And they didn't find him for, I don't know if it was weeks or months, but he ended up, the story ends in Mexico where he fled to and someone spotted him and recognized him as being wanted by the police um, who happened to be down there. And he ran into a plate glass door that said push instead of pull in Spanish. And <laughs> and that's when he got stopped Oh my gosh. because he ran into a push door. So I guess the moral of the story is learn Spanish if you're going to flee to Mexico so that way you can open the door instead of cut yourself all up and get caught by the police. But also like, okay, if he was threatening that, like, yeah, he maybe would have gotten arrested or they would have put him on a psych hold or something, you know, got his right, family instead of away from him. A whole chase. But then, yeah, high speed Assaulting chase, a police officer. Assaulting a police a officer. And then like stealing, stealing a cop a car. car. Yeah. Like he was in jail for way longer than like the 72 hour hold they probably would have put him on. Right, exactly. So Unless he had like a lot other stuff going on. like Unless he truly had planned to do it. And, you know, if, if he had everything 
already ready or he had a gun or whatever if they could have yeah gotten, like, pinned a, it on him attempted or murder who knows i'm not sure somebody how somebody just called went, that but... in because he was really like a massive drug runner yeah, who and knows? then he thought that if they went into his house and got him that they'd find all of his drugs so lock your doors on christmas Crazy. eve because there's a lot more than krampus lurking around outside yeah lock doors don't stop krampus anyways he comes down the chimney right well leave your fire on <laughs> What we say last week, the real Santa will have his fire retardant suit. He'll yeah, be fine. he'll be magic. He'll be fine. Otherwise, just keep that fire burning all night long. Well, I think this week we're going to talk about clashing traditions, right? In families, especially when you marry into a family. Yes. So this is something that I think causes a lot of stress for families, especially I feel like when you have kids. Because when we didn't have kids, I feel like it didn't matter that much well, yeah, like you just kind of yeah. did whatever you wanted to and nobody really cared because you were an adult and you know all that jazz but then you have kids and it's like this whole like other thing like do you wrap gifts from santa or do you not wrap gifts from santa do you wrap the presents that are in the stocking do you not wrap the presents yeah, all those, that are all in those the little stocking? details become very important yes and then it's like whose house do you go to at what time and when and for how long and divorced parents get a you're not just splitting between yeah your yeah, family and his family it's like three yeah yeah i, I gotta deal with that it's like it's a juggling act see, my, my parents divorced um we can have your whole family in one spot at one time, which works out very nicely. Yes. Um, I feel like Kelly and I have gotten a pretty good balance. We've adopt, adopted like a good mix of our traditions. Um, but I do have one pet peeve, which didn't turn out to be as bad as I thought. But last year, Kelly tried to introduce Advent, you know, doing Advent, reading the uh, like scripture and, oh, yeah. and stories and With lighting the, the candles thing, right? every so single night. we used to do that when we were kids. Right. I know you did. And then I remember my mom mentioned something about Kelly taking it, which I was really, well, actually, both of us were really surprised about. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know why she took it. Is it because they're in this religious preschool? And I was like, I don't know, mom. Well, last year they were. And maybe that's why she didn't want them to be totally uneducated. Right. When they had to go into like Christmas church story. during school and stuff. Right. So growing up, we, we, we um, were religious. We went to church. We had plenty of bad experiences uh, of the cult of churches. No offense to anyone out there who's in a church, but um, there was some weird stuff happening at this church, which put a bitter taste in my mouth growing up. So, um, you know, we're not unreligious, but we're not very religious. Right. But my whole thing was we're so busy with school and we can barely get dinner on the table and everybody in bed and all that on time and then adding one more thing every single day at the most stressful time of the year and then she didn't even consult me about it she just came home with the book and and the little advent wreath and we had to buy candles and I'm like oh what's going on here so we did it last year we did the readings almost every night and then after the fact that it takes like twice as long to get through any of them because then you have both kids being like well why why did he do that why did he do that and this is an older book so some of the things in there are just kind of weird yeah it's, yeah, yeah. it's just it written like little, like updated yeah or, it's like yeah, super confusing yeah. for kids and they'll talk about stuff and then then you end up in like a 27 minute discussion about like what they're wearing i can't even remember offhand what it was but i edited it as i read it because there were some things that were not up to date as in like accepting yes. of, of different cultures and yes. beliefs and things like that. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to just... That was probably uh, like my mom's book when she was like a kid. So it's straight from like the 70s. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit behind the times. So in my head, I'm like, are we doing this every year? And so this year came around. I didn't see any candles, no Advent wreath, no Advent book. And I didn't say a goddamn thing. Do you think she still has it or do you think she gave well, it Well, I know she returned her? the wreath back to your mom. Okay. And I think the book too, just because okay. it's, it's hers. So she wanted to make sure she got it back right, to her. Right, right. Um, she probably just didn't think about asking for it again. And I struggle with this anyway because I don't like to indoctrinate our children. I like them to be independent thinkers. And if they make a choice to, if they want to go be a, a preacher, a priest, a nun, that is their choice when they get older, <clears throat> as long as they make it uh, informed decision. And I would support them 100% of the way, but I don't want to steer them to to any certain direction, yes. except for being good human beings who are thoughtful, caring, and kind. Yeah, it almost seems like you have to kind of introduce them to all different religions. Because if you just introduce them to one, and then that's the only one they're familiar with, but it, you right, almost right. need to... And I know they do it... Now, for those they, with conviction, they believe that is the only and true path. Right, right. right. But there's, I don't know, I'm going to guess a thousand different forms of Christianity. There's multiple forms of other religions. And so some of them are very accepting, and they believe in general, if you have you know, beliefs in God and whatever and all that stuff... Um, you go to heaven. Other ones are like, no, if you're not our specific little segment of this very broad belief that no one is very certain about anyway, that's translated from Latin, that comes from some guy who wears a stupid hat, um, <laughs> then no, you're wrong. So I don't agree with that because it's just so exclusionary. I think, yeah, and I... Now we're getting in like really deep right now. Yeah, this is pet peeves about deepness. all the other people yeah, in the world. This is, this is Jeremy's um, standing on a podium pet peeves about religion. I think there's a difference in being um, like having beliefs and believing in something and being like a religious person than following like a specific religion. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Anyways, my so before I get on a big tirade. Forcing... Um, Forcing a tradition without consulting and talking about it and planning for it, especially when it's the most stressful and busiest time of the year. It would be a much bigger pet peeve, but magically, it didn't happen this year. Yeah, I think going to school every day makes it even more busy instead of just a couple days a week. They're in transitional kindergarten, and they already have to read like 10 books a night. Right. So I guess what's one more book, but still, no. 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 I'm done. I tap out. (laughs) I'm done. Um, so I have um, just like a couple, and I'm sure Nick has some about like the stuff that we do as well. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. I haven't asked him, but I'm sure. Um, mine is like, so we generally have gone over to Nick's parents' house on Christmas Eve. His mom always works on Christmas, so it's not mm-hmm. really like a thing. We go over there on Christmas Eve. Um, they always had like steak. I remember one time they had like steak and lobster, which I was pregnant. And so it just sounded really pukey and I didn't want any yeah, of it. That'd be, yep. And also I don't eat steak. So not a red meat girl. No, I, it's not even, I just don't like it. It's so, there's so much chewing involved. Well, clearly you haven't had, well, not well done, but Cook, steak that's cooked no, I well. really no, I really have. Um, Nick, every single time is always like, we're at the Space Needle. They have like the rotating restaurant at the oh, top yeah, that's yeah. like super fancy and nice. And he had the steak, and he was like, "This is the best steak ever. Try a bite." And he like made me have a bite. It's right when we were first like 
we hadn't been dating for that long, so I was like, Wait, sure, your sister's anything the same. to impress you, and then I tried it, and I was like, nope, it's crap. Sorry. <laughs> to impress him. Uh, it's just, your sister's the same. She's not a fan of, of red meat, hamburgers, yeah, um, no thanks. steak, but I did cook a steak once, uh, like slow cooked it, and I made it, pr- and she ate it, she's like, this is actually isn't bad. I'm like, I'll take it, isn't bad. Right? That's like the biggest compliment she could give about me. So. I could eat this. Um, but then the other thing is, so in our family, we kind of do this thing where like, there's like one person who open, is opening a gift and everybody else kind of like, I'm, I'm not saying they're paying good attention, especially now that there's like little children running around, but you're like right. half paying attention, especially if it's what you bought them, then you're kind of paying attention and everybody's like, ooh, ah, and like you see the person get the gift, you watch them open it. And for me, like my favorite part of a lot of holidays is like the whole giving aspect. Like I spend way too much time thinking about what to get people. And there's generally like one person one or two people. There's never been a year when I'm stoked about everyone's presence. There's generally like one or two people where I feel like I'm like, I really right. got them something good this you year. You just can't wait to see them open it. Yes. Right? Like last year, I mean, they weren't here, but I got like our aunt and uncle, these socks that oh, yeah, had each other's faces on them. <laughs> yeah. I was so stoked about that. Um, so yeah, I enjoy people watching people like open that stuff and they like get excited and you know, all of that um sentimental bs uh but in my husband's family it's like this mad the other thing they do is they don't even have dinner first like it's like you get over there and then they're like okay we have to open presents and it's like whoa chill um especially because calvin wasn't around and it's like we're all adults like Like, what's the rush yeah yeah, yeah, that intense about it but then it was just this like mad scramble where everybody's just like opening things at the same time no one's paying any attention to what anyone else is getting and it seemed so much like mine 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 what is people what are people getting me like how fast can i open all my presents Mm -hmm. so i can have all my stuff and then just like getting mad at me because i'd just be like sitting there watching they're like what are you doing you have like 10 boxes next to you you have like three boxes next to you (laughs) open them and like yeah so i um yeah i guess that kind of bothered me i feel like nick maybe gets tired and bored like sitting it's sitting there watching 12 people open gifts oh yeah yeah um, and I know it's a lot and we try and make it like a little, we take breaks, we make it, you know, as quick as possible, but I just want Calvin to learn that Christmas is for everyone and that the whole act of giving is more important necessarily than just focusing only on like what you're getting. Well, and it's hard with a big family around <clears throat> because there's so much stuff and you need to get through it. Yes. But I've seen like present fatigue in our kids and I'm like, I don't want them to get so much. I want them to appreciate it. And yes. take time and really see, okay, someone gave me this. They put thought into it. They appreciate it. Whereas I, I, there's been years, their birthday and otherwise, where they've gotten so many gifts that they're just like tired of opening shit. Yeah. It's not exciting anymore. It's not right. special. And if something's going to be special, it can't be abundant. It has to be like rare. And... But then also, like, they, it, it, it bugs almost me. seems it like bugs me a little need, bit. <laughs> well, it, it seems like they need a break, like, because if they open something and then they're not just moving right on to the next thing, but they're sitting there and then they're watching somebody else open something, then I feel like you get more appreciation because you're taking that moment to appreciate what you got with everyone around you. And then you're also taking a moment to appreciate what somebody else got. Right. And it's not just on to the next one, on to the next one. Well, where's my next present? Give me another present. All my presents. Where's my presents? Okay, we're done. Eat. Like, Yep. 
It's almost like a rap song. <laughs> that's a, a good, bad one. I would. It's a good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I can. I feel like I both of our pet peeves were like very deep this time. Christmas and the holiday spirit is just deep within me. That and this like apple mold wine. Yeah. That speaking of our beverage, put this cinnamon stick in, so we are fancy. What is so apple cider mold wine? Um. Yeah. I don't. It's. Yeah. It's like apple juice, but there's. It, it tastes like apple juice with a cinnamon stick, which is delicious. Yeah. I love apple juice, by the way. Like I have to tell you, this was warm been times... at one point, but it sat here for so long, it's <laughs> we not were, even warm we're anymore. Preparing for this, yeah, yeah, you're right. Mine's mine's tepid at best. I, I've been at work events before, and there's like soda and coffee and blah blah blah. And like there's one time in this little mini refrigerator, it was actually at a focus group. There was this little apple juice. I'm like. Fuck yeah. Was oh, it my apple juice. No, it wasn't Martinelli's. It was treetop. Oh. I was super excited. Martinelli's it was delicious. Is like really good apple juice. Not sponsored, but if they're interested, I love them. Uh, <laughs> Martinelli's is fantastic. When I, I was like <clears throat> pregnant um, and it was like over the holidays and you're not supposed to drink like too much caffeine and coffee and stuff, mm-hmm. I drank so much hot apple cider. It was <laughs> ridiculous. Like I could have totally drinking hot chocolate, but I just didn't want it. All I wanted was the Trader Joe's, like, unfiltered, delicious apple cider. Hot. That is good. Warm. Delicious. It is delicious. One time we had a wedding in our backyard when I was younger with this this couple of friends of my parents. And there was so much leftover. They already had kids, so there's a lot of kids there. They had so much leftover sparkling Martinelli's. That I was literally just drinking it out of the bottle as I was like walking a rich through bitch. my. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I've said before, when I was a little kid, I thought it was so cool drinking my Martinelli's straight out of the bottle. Uh, um. So my murder. So there's this other holiday tradition that I feel like's happened. It's kind of a tradition. It's definitely happened a couple times. At least well, in the see past. now that we've had a lot of fun discussing, let's crush everyone's spirits with some terrible murders and massacres around Christmas. Right? Um, so one of them is like recently they've been having all those new Star Wars movies come oh, out. Oh yeah, I'm on top of it. I, um, I know all about that. So like I multiple times um, either have bought tickets or like we've collectively as a group bought tickets um, so that like you and my dad, my mom and Kelly and Nick and like all of you guys can go out and see the Star Wars movie. Um, and then I like to volunteer to watch the children because I am the best aunt, Speaking mom, of which, sister, wife, uh, daughter, Since we've human. added a new human, are you watching all of them again that this year? That sounds like very stressful. Yeah. Well, Kelly does it sometimes. She watches. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Yeah. I should probably <laughs> do that and give her a break. Um, I can hold you to that on the podcast. That's fine. Yeah. I sign it in my blood or whatever She's we like, do. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll get the needle out. Um, <laughs> hey, while we're at it, we should become blood siblings, for real. I feel like that's like how so many people got such ter- I'm not saying that you have a terrible disease that I'm worried about getting, but yeah, when no, people used no, to I do don't. that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like heroin addicts. Yes. You know, we could just yeah, do that sh- instead. We could just share needles, I guess. Shoot up we're not doing any Or we of can this. just get high on nutmeg, which is a little precursor to how I'm going to kill Kelly in 20, 30 minutes when we get there. <laughs> Spoiler alert, God. There's Anyways, not enough nutmeg in my beverage. I'm not getting the high that I need. 
I didn't even know. No, we'll talk about this yep. later. You're oh, distracting I'm so, I'm me. I'm excited. Yes, get into your murder. Um. Okay, so Star Wars. It happens around the holidays. I buy tickets. I watch the children. You guys go. So I felt like this was a good time to talk about the murder of um, Samina Iman, which is also like a Star Wars coded text messages murder. You teased me with this. I did. I texted like two you weeks about ago, it. I know. And I, I resisted all temptation to read about it. Um, so I got a lot of this information from a really good Vice article, and one thing I liked about it was that they started the article by talking about Samina, and, like, they talked a lot kind of about her, and she's, like, a regional marketing boss for, like, a bunch of Costco's <laughs> and, like, all of this stuff, um, and it was kind of more for her point of view, which is nice because I feel like a lot of, um... Like, we all know, like, serial killers' names, but people always forget, like, the victim's name. So it was, oh, like, yeah, a really sure. nice spin, I guess, on, like, the usual just, like, articles that you read where it just talks about the person who is the murderer and it That's just talks point. about the person who was convicted. And, like, half the time it won't even, like, it'll offhandedly mention... Like, mentions their name up front. And then it might refer to them by their, their last name, if that... Yeah, or the like, of the like this article literally was like, oh, it was Samina Iman and like who was murdered on Christmas Eve. And so many of the other ones would have been like, Roger Cooper murders girlfriend. And then you're like, oh, right, and then right. you get halfway through and you're like, okay, I found out his girlfriend's name. But you don't remember it. Right. It was only mentioned like one time. Yes. Anyways. Okay. So, uh, Star Wars coded text mess murder. Uh, Samina was excited Christmas Eve 2014. Um, her coworker and lover, Roger Cooper, had promised her he was going to stop leading his double life and finally double leave life. his long-term girlfriend for her. What? Yeah, he's a piece of shit. It just keeps getting worse. He just keeps getting... <laughs> I can imagine. Shittier. Can't wait. Um, so... Um, the plan was that they would spend Christmas Day at this Birmingham hotel together, and then they would officially start their new life in 2019. Um, so Roger, on the other hand, com had completely different plans. While Samina was a regional marketing boss for, like, multiple Costco locations, Roger was a manager at one of those Costcos. Okay. They'd been having this two-year love affair, and then finally, Samina had given Roger an ultimatum. They had to leave his girlfriend, or it was going to be over. So he promised her that he would, and then The best said, relationships start with an ultimatum of your lover having to leave his other lover. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. His long-term girlfriend. Solid foundation. Yeah. Lovely. He sounds great. <laughs> um, so he promised that he would, uh, but then, and said, like, you know, like, oh, like, on Christmas Eve, and we'll get together, and I'll dump her, which is a horrible thing to do to somebody on Christmas Eve. Yeah, really. Like, do it the week before. Whatever. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we can spend Christmas Day at this hotel, and we'll start our lives together. boop a dee doo um, Yeah, he didn't plan on doing that. She was one of three affairs that he was having. Uh-oh. Three plus the long-term yeah, girlfriend? long-term girlfriend, three affairs. Her as, like, the boss basically at Costco, which wasn't allowed. He was also having an affair with another co-worker he worked with at Costco. Wow. And then they didn't <clears throat> see... So, wait, he was in. just sampling around at Costco? Yeah. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> but since, like... <laughs> Co-worker relationships weren't allowed yeah. at Costco. Like, obviously, it was like, oh, yeah, it shouldn't happen. No oh, so it was so going to be secret he, no matter what. Right. So then mm. he 
could keep them apart because they wouldn't know because it was both a secret. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Told you. Giant piece of shit. Okay. Christmas shit. Yeah, oh, so just like shit, but it's, it's green and red, sparkly. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it's sparkly. Yeah. You ain't too much glitter. All that Christmas sparkly, piece like, of shit. Yeah. <laughs> So he was worried that um, Samina would spill the beans and she would ruin not only his stupid love life, but also his career because it wasn't allowed. Um, So then he enlisted the help of his brother, David, who was an help soldier. And together they made a a plan. Ex-soldier. Oh, ex-soldier. Okay. Okay. And together they made a plan to murder Samina instead, which like. The thing that I kept reading is they were like, okay, so it's like terrible that Roger was like, I'm going to do this. But like, how did he just go up to his brother and be like, hey, I have a bunch of girlfriends. I need you to kill one of them for me or she's going to like ruin my job. And his brother was like, let's do it. Got your back, Jack. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, mm, let, mm, if you came not. up to me and you were like, hey, I'm going to murder someone. I'd be like, hmm, I don't know, Lou. You'd be like, hey, maybe just break up with them. And then if they do ruin your love life and your job, one, you don't deserve a love life, you giant piece of shit. Two, like you just... Sparkly Christmas shit. Yeah. You sparkly Christmas poo. Two, you just get a different job. I mean, you're a manager at Costco. It's not like you're a CEO of Disney and it's going to ruin Disney's reputation or whatever. Yeah. It's not going to follow you to uh, another job. Yeah. like Similar proportions. And you might just get... Oh, it could. Don't even know if they fire you. You might just get like, you know... Yeah. Like a slap on the hand. Anyways, it's not worth killing somebody. It doesn't matter what happens to you. It's not worth killing somebody. Bro code was strong between him and his brother. Apparently. Yeah. David was just... Yeah. Needed some other help. Um, So they started planning this in the beginning of December... Um, so they were planning it for a while. The original plan was to attack her on December 12th. She was going to like a holiday party. She was going to stay in a hotel. Um, and so while they were doing this planning, they were sending all these text messages back and forth, but they were using like Star Wars codes Mm -hmm. to kind of like not explain what they were doing. So they'd say stuff like Death Star complete or you are expected Vader, stuff like that. Keep on target. If you're going to use Star Wars as a code, probably shouldn't choose Death Star. Maybe Darth Vader, don't use those. Talk about like Ewoks or something. I know, right? Actually make it coded. Baby Yoda in the forest. (laughs) Um, Baby Yoda's in the forest. So, but then something went wrong and they think that maybe she took a cab to the hotel and the cab dropped her off like right in front of the door to the hotel she was staying at. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, uh, David ended up texting Roger and being like, oh, the window's passed. Like it's not happening. And the plan failed. So then 12 days later, Christmas Eve... Um, so wait, hold on. what was the exact plan then? They, they knew where she was going to be dropped off? They, I think they thought that she was... I don't know if they thought she was going to be dropped off farther away from the hotel or she was going to like walk to the hotel or something. But the plan was, was that... Intercept her on Yeah, her way. she was supposed to be meeting like Roger at the hotel or something. But he on wasn't, Christmas, This is Christmas Eve, right? No, this is the December 12th one that failed. Oh, oh, oh okay. She was supposed okay. to be meeting like Roger there or something, but he wasn't actually there. And David was like sitting in a car outside and then when she was walking to the hotel or something he was going to ambush her okay but then like they thought maybe it wasn't really clear why it didn't work out but they're thinking that she took a cab which wasn't expected and then the cab dropped her off like too close to the door for him to okay so then 12 days later which is christmas eve samina and roger left um work in separate cars 
um, because, you know, Natch. secret. Mm-hmm. Um, then Samina dropped her car off, and then she got into Roger's car, um, and thinking that they were going to make a quick stop to visit David on their way to this Birmingham hotel that they were going to stay at for Christmas Day. So, um, she, like, in the ride, she called her sister and, like, confirmed that she was going to go and, like, be at her parents' house the day after Christmas, um, and she thought that they were just going to, um, David's house, blah, 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 um, they arrive at David's house, it's 5 p.m., um, and then Samina was almost immediately attacked, like, the second she walked in the door, and both of these brothers are, like, over six feet tall, and she's 5'2", so she didn't even have a chance. Um, she was smothered with chloroform on, like, a tea towel that they had bought on eBay a few weeks beforehand. I didn't even know you could buy it on eBay, but then I looked. And you can totally buy it online. Like, not even a problem. It's used... That's frightening. Um, it's used for a lot of, like, paint stuff. Uh, Okay. And you're supposed to wear a mask and not breathe it. Anyways, but then also she... It seemed like she was fed this, like, strange liquid concoction of, like... Antimony, cadmium, tin, mercury, and then arsenic. So it was all that found in her her blood. Yes, her, yeah, it was all found in her system. Um, so um, by six twenty five p.m., so like barely an hour and a half later, um, Roger bounced. He's on his way home, and David was left to take care of her body. So he wraps her in like saran wrap. And then in a um, sleeping bag, and then buries her um, in kind of like a shallow grave. Honestly, like not that far away from So his not house. only was the brother an accomplice, but he was the disposal man. He, not only that, he like finally admitted that he was the one who put the chloroform. Like, like he, he did he most of up, the like deed. He did 95% of it. Wow. I wonder if he was not inexperienced in these matters well like his ex-soldierness like maybe like yeah whatever dude we gotta kill someone else yeah i don't know like yeah it seemed weird that he like was like so so on board yeah he must have hated his brother's girlfriend i don't know like how did he even there was four of them how would he even like have known her that well yeah yeah it's true um Okay, so then they began their cover-up after that. They moved her car a couple times, but they uh, eventually dumped it in this place called Lutton, and then they wiped it of all fingerprints and DNA. Um, So the police started looking for her pretty much immediately uh, because she didn't show up at her parents' house the day after Christmas, and literally on Christmas Eve, she confirmed with her sister, like, hey, I'll be there. Um, They found her car... And they thought it was, like, super suspicious that there wasn't a single fingerprint on it. Like, it didn't make any sense. There should be... It had been wiped down or something. Yeah, there should be her (laughs) fingerprints on it. Yep. Um, So that turned their investigation to start looking into it as a murder. Uh, They got data from her phone, and they found out that she was traveling with Roger and to visit his brother. Um, And so then at David's house, they found this bottle of Bellini and these, like, Christmas snacks that she had bought. Like they knew oh, they she knew bought, she bought them, them and they found them in his fridge in his cupboard. So like he stole her food. Um, and then they got an anonymous tip that they were in telling them like a place to look and they were able to find her body hmm. and the brothers were officially charged with murder. Not to mention the fact Did that they knew that's... who tipped them. Like was it one of the brothers? I don't, I couldn't find anything. They just didn't know. It was truly anonymous. Yeah, it just was a tip from the public. Like, it could have just even been a person who went by, like, the road and was like, that area's dug up super weird. That wasn't dug up like that before and told them, and then they went and searched there. 
Um, so, I mean, not to mention that they had bought chloroform off the internet a couple weeks earlier, and then... That's pretty damning. She was found with chloroform in her system, like, eh. Um, so they were officially charged with murder, um, by, like, January 8th or something. They went to court, um, and they were found guilty in October of 2015, and they were given um, life sentences, which is like a minimum of 30 years in, okay. in the jail, which I didn't actually know. I thought chloroform was just um, like the thing that like people used to like knock people out. Right, right. That's what the, that's what it's used for, but not like its primary purpose, right? Well, no, its primary purpose is again, like painting stuff, but in movies and stuff, it's always used for that. But apparently it's like pretty hard to get the dose correct. Oh, yeah. That if you do, like, a little bit, then it, like, knocks people out, but then, like, their, like, um, auto systems, like, breathing and, like, heart pumping and stuff still work, but if you dose them too much, then it all stops and they die, which is what they thought happened to Casey Anthony's daughter. Mm-hmm. Was chloroform, because I was looking up, like, OD on chloroform, chloroform kills people? Yeah. Didn't know. If you didn't have the right... If you were just some regular Joe, like Roger and his brother, you probably don't know how much chloroform to use. Yeah, so it almost seemed like they put her cause of death as the chloroform, and then um, yeah, yeah. the weird metal mixture that they bought and it fed just... her was just like overkill at that point. But mm-hmm. they probably didn't know because they're terrible pieces of sparkly Christmas shit. <sighs> Christmas shit. Yeah, very sad. That is sad. It's sad because she just fell in love with a total asshole. I don't know On how assholes side, get away with that. On the plus side for him, he was so worried about ruining all of his girlfriends and his career, and that was fucking wrecked. Oh, yeah. So. He got his. Yes. You know, when I, I've met a lot of assholes in my life, and I have a pretty good barometer for them. Like, hey, Your that bro-meter? dude is an asshole. <laughs> yeah, usually if they're high on the bro-meter, <laughs> they're also high on the asshole meter. So I don't know how, but it, but it seems to happen quite frequently where these just douchebag guys have multiple girlfriends and... There's like this thing, like abusive when or... you're like younger or something. I don't know. There's like this thing girls do where they date guys who are like kind of a little bit mean to them. Oh, that's sad. It's like the thing where they're like kind of a little bit mean, and then they're mean to a lot of people. But so then when they say like they like you or you look nice, then it like means so much more because they're not being mean. This is good information for me to teach my daughter before and, she gets yeah. to that age. Stupid. Anyways, yeah, they're all terrible. And, I wouldn't know. say any of, at least any of the boyfriends. Well, you actually had some boyfriends that were like kind of the bad boy. I remember one in particular. I think he thought he was a bad boy, but he was not. No. Well, yeah. yeah. Rich, spoiled boy. Yeah. But those aren't the ones you marry, so. Exactly. You eventually <clears throat> just kick him right in the dick hole and move on. Right in, that's a very accurate kick. What can I say? I've got good aim. Good aim. All those years of soccer. <laughs> I had to come in handy for something. Well, I have one that's kind of focused on Christmas tradition, at least in a strange way. Um, so what traditions more Christmas than getting like a family Christmas photo, right? That's when you get family photos around yeah. Christmas time. I think this is this is a pretty famous murder it's the Lawson family murder yes and uh there's been other podcasts about it you even you even told me when i mentioned the, the family name like oh i've heard some about this but it's just too good not to talk about especially around christmas time so this was in 1929 in north carolina 
and it's become a legend. It's inspired 10 songs, two books, and a film. So clearly, it's pretty famous. Did you listen to the song? No, there's 10 songs I haven't. Oh, I didn't know there was... Jesus, 10? Yeah, that's what this article said. Oh, man. there was. I just heard of, the, of one of them that right. got like really famous. It's like some country song or something. News.com. <laughs> that's where Thanks, News.com. It's well, just a good right. summary. You good have... photos, too. Freaky photos. I mean, they're it, old. It has the family photo, yeah, though. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that They're just one. old photos. They all kind of look creepy, but like the fa- they're, they do not look happy to be there. No. Um, well, you didn't smile in photos that back then, did you? No, it was just took too long. So the, the father was a, a poor sharecropper, and he had saved up enough money to buy all new outfits for his family for a Christmas photo, which is a lot of money for how many kids he had. Um, I forget how many he had offhand. Four or five kids. <clears throat> they all they all died. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> anyway, oh, so... They don't no, all no, die. No, no, that's true. That's true. One <laughs> survived. Incorrect spoiler alert. And one survived. I forgot about that. Anyway, so it's all here in my notes. Uh, anyways, it was an odd thing for someone who had like hardly any money to go buy a bunch of new, brand new outfits for right. his entire like, family. Like he didn't have more important things to spend money on, like Getting food. <laughs> so Charlie Lawson insisted that they had their family photo uh, in the days leading up to Christmas. Also, photos back then were like really expensive then too. Like not only are you buying them all new clothes, but like it wasn't like today where you just whip well, out fancy. your phone. Yeah, like, yeah. It was expensive. Very expensive. And a lot of people just made their own clothes, let alone go buy them. Right. Nutty. So, yeah, if you look at the photo, especially the father's photo, he just looks deranged in the photo. Um, So on Christmas morning, uh, not long after they took the photo, his 17-year-old daughter woke up early to make a cake. The two middle daughters were just leaving um, the farm to go visit their aunt and uncle briefly when they found their father behind a barn, uh, a barn that was on the way. He had a shotgun in hand, and he gunned down his two youngest daughters and bludgeoned them to finish them off. Then he made for the house, where his wife sat on the porch. Not sure why she was just chilling there after hearing two gunshots and probably some screams, but she was just chilling there. So what I heard was, like, they lived in the middle of, like, the country or whatever. Like, literally him and his son had been hunting earlier, so, like, gunshots weren't odd. Like, you heard gunshots out there at that time, like, all the time. I I imagine you would, but... it would probably be a lot closer, right? Like if it was just around the yeah, side of the yeah, barn yeah, yeah. near and on your like property. The, the thing that's so hard about like stories like this is anyone who could have told you is dead. So you don't know right, if she like right. <clears throat> jumped up in fear that's, and he got true. there too fast or whatever. Like you have no idea because she can't tell you. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Well, anyway, he shot his wife, Fanny, where she, well, it says where she sat. So assuming she was still there, but she could have been standing up, fell down, you know. Who knows? Um, And Marie was, um, oh, I'm sorry. And then uh, her her two boys um, ran into the house where Marie was, had been making the cake. So uh, James and Raymond were the two youngest boys. They ran and hid inside after uh, he shot Fanny on the porch. He then shot Marie first, found his sons and shot them as well. Then he worked his way to his youngest daughter's room, Mary Lou, who was just an infant. He killed her. The cause of death was a fractured skull, so he just hit her in the head. 
Right, so he, like, shot them and then, like, beat their skull in, right, afterwards. Yeah, like, for good measure. All of them. Yeah, and a shotgun, he probably didn't have slugs, probably, like, bird shot. It might not necessarily be a killing blow, depending on where you shoot. So they could have been in some serious agony. There was actually a photo of the living room, and it's just, it's black blood and white, but, everywhere. man, it's just blood everywhere. Yeah. It's truly a massacre. But one one person, as you mentioned, did survive, which was his oldest son. Who he ha- he had sent into town um, the, the night before to run an errand, and I have to wonder like why did he send him? Maybe he wanted his bloodline to survive, and that was like his one shot to let his oldest son be spared or something like that. But anyway, he he ended up surviving. Uh, his name was Arthur, and then he returned um, home um, on Christmas to find his family. Um, all laid beside each other with their arms crossed and their heads resting on rocks. So he had set them all up. Yes. As yeah, like yeah, little yeah. graves or whatever. <clears throat> like flat rock pillows. Yeah, yeah. And so he immediately called for help. As people gathered to the farm, they heard a shot in which his father had killed himself. And he left a note but had no explanation as to why he did it. But the one really interesting thing was there was footprints in the snow that could be seen where he had paced back and forth like many times. So he was clearly, I don't know, working up the courage to kill himself. Um, And that's where it ended for for many, many years. That's all they knew is that sequence of events and the son finding them that way. And there was no explanation as of why it happened until 1990. It's like 61 years later. And some rumors had come out. As to what may have happened, a cousin of the Lawsons published a book about the massacre, in which she shared some of the secrets that were in their family. And she had heard that there was incest in the family. I don't know if you've heard this. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he had forced himself on his eldest daughter, the Mm -hmm. 17-year-old. And his wife, Fanny, had actually told some of her friends. And there was actually rumors that were being spread around the at the funeral as to why this may have happened, and it, it's because uh, his daughter was actually pregnant with his with baby. His baby. Yeah. Um, and her parents knew, and he told his daughter that if she told anyone, there would be some killing done. And is is what the quote was because she had told uh, a friend of a friend of hers, <clears throat> and she also told her mother, but her mother didn't tell her father. So when you look at that family photo with all of this history um, it's like, in the background, you can just see like on their expressions. The father clearly knew it was going to happen at some point. Uh, his daughter was probably just miserable because of her situation, being abused and sexually abused and pregnant. And, and the mom, his baby I'm sure too. Don't even want. And, and the mom knowing all of what's happened and just probably hating her husband. Um, yeah, the, the photos, the photo, the expressions in the photo just say so much more. What's crazy is, um, that like, why go through this to make, like, he obviously like had kind of thought and like figured out and like knew what he was going to do. Like, why take this expensive picture? Like, right. To have forever. I don't know. Just, just to memorialize his family before he knew what he was going to do. Like the money didn't matter at that point. Right. Yeah, like yeah, because he was going to get rid of all of his else. money anyways, and it didn't, yeah. So, one of the things that I've heard, because this murder is, like, so infamous. Oh, yeah. it's super was, famous. It was even, like, at the time, super famous. And um, his 
I don't know if it was like their cousins or like the aunt and uncle who lived nearby or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there was all these people who wanted to go into the house and like see the murder scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they built up this big fence to protect the house. But then they realized that somebody still needed to pay the mortgage to this house. So they started letting people pay them to like buy tickets to tour this murder house. Yeah, I did. I did read that. And her Marie's cake cake with like raisins on top was under glass. Yeah, because people people were stealing the raisins off of the cake. Which could you imagine? How freaking weird, man. Everybody just wanted like a tiny little like I got a little the, taste of murder. I, like, hey, that's what we do thing. with Netflix today, by the way, right? Netflix has just replaced this raisin stealing bastards. We yes. all just sit here and watch. Yeah, now you watch get a from taste like a of distance. Murder. But like, my thing is, how do you like? If somebody stole a raisin and then they kept it for years and years and years and years. I'm assuming. Like, what mm-hmm. else do you do with it? Eat it like a week later and be like, oh yeah, it tastes like a murder know. raisin. Probably, so probably like the apple in Snow White. People used to steal that apple, so they made it a hologram now. Oh, yeah. And then, but my thing is, is okay, you're like but a, raisin's different. a grandma now, oh. and you have this little raisin in this box, and you're telling your grandkids you stole it from the murder house, and they're just sitting there like, what? Granny, what is wrong with, can you say a little raisin again? A little raisin? <laughs> <laughs> like my nickname for a future child like come here a little raisin little raisin but like you know what i mean though like no one would believe that you took that they would just be like okay just die and then we're just gonna throw it away because it's trash it's, it's a raisin yeah and she's like no no i stole this from a murder house and you're like i highly doubt that that's just a really old raisin yep yeah i don't know why i, I imagine they just ate it that's what i would imagine and so then it was just end them the murder wanted a part of the madness. Creepy. That's worse. I feel like eating it is worse. Eating is the possibly worse than keeping it. I don't know. Just leave the raisins on the cake and suck the house. Yeah. People have a compulsion to just take shit, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean. Even if it wasn't like the original cake. Still want to just take a raisin. I don't know why. Just like their little mini. I don't have that compulsion. Souvenir. I think it's the same kind of people who put graffiti on bathroom walls. Like oh, some they compulsion have like a to compulsion just like to like leave something, whereas other people yeah. have a compulsion to take it. Yeah, I don't get it. I guess I'm not with society on that take one. A picture to last longer. <laughs> yeah, I don't take pictures in the bathroom either, <laughs> especially in a public restroom. What you don't? <laughs> Crazy. Guess where I get my best selfies? All the lights really good. Oh man, public bathroom lighting. It's uh, like on MySpace. Like a... That's where everybody took their selfies. Was in the yes. bathroom. Where you didn't have a phone with like a front-facing camera, so, yeah, so you, you had, had to turn like, it around. <laughs> you either had it turned around with like the flash that just illuminated how dirty the bathroom mirror was, or you had your oh, yeah. full-on like camera, a real camera, your yep. real fat brick of a digital camera. And your, <laughs> it took like four megapixel <laughs> images. Your blurry, dirty, gross mirror. Uh, mm, MySpace. So, yeah, that's the the loss and murder in brief. So sad. I mean, like, so. That's sad to me. Just the kids. The the young, young kids kids who, the little two-year-old. There was, like, one son who was two and he hid under the stove. And and this this father who had already done terrible things to his daughter. I know. Probably to all his kids. I can't imagine it was only the one daughter. Yeah, it's, it's possible. So sad. I hate him. I don't hate a lot of people, but when we talk about this show... I know, I know. I'm like, I just... Ugh. Uh, he's not even Christmas shit. He's just shit. 
No sparkle for you. He doesn't even get the you. glitter. No, not at all. Um, so moving on to my hypothetical murder, now that we're all thoroughly depressed. Very depressed. Um, so since and my I... drink's gone, so I'm extra depressed. Oh, man. My Can I just is... suck on the cinnamon stick? What will happen? <laughs> it makes a funny noise. It sounded almost like, like a really weak like turkey whistle thing you had. I'm trying to make a good noise out of it, but I think no. it's going to be awful, so yeah. I'm not going to do that to no. everyone's ears. You can just sit there and chew on it. No, that's even worse. Okay. <laughs> Let me talk about my hypothetical murder before I hypothetically murder you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now my right. lips are all cinnamony. Perfect. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, killing Nick. All right. <clears throat> hypothetical murder. Okay. Um, since my annoyances around opening presents, I thought I would have a present that kills. Ooh. So I'll have it hidden away in the like back behind the tree for safety for like and you know for all the other presents. Save your child and cats. It. Sure. Yeah, mostly the cats, because they're all up in that present shit. Um, But um, when we're just rushing through the presents, paper flying, not a care in the world, in the madness, he will grab it and open it. And it's just going to say, like, tunic and, like, weird handwriting. Um, Not yours. I guess it'll be mine, yeah. You're going to own this one. Yeah, (laughs) kind of. Just ask some some Um, bag boy at your grocery store, hey, can you real quick just say tunic on this? (laughs) Um, so originally I was thinking of doing like a pipe bomb or something, but with like the close proximity of like us all sitting around our yeah, tree mm-hmm. and like our house and... You've never seen a Christmas tree fire start faster than when that pipe bomb <laughs> explodes. Right? Um, anyways, too much collateral damage. So I changed my mind and I'm going to booby trap a gum. A gum. A what now? Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. A gun. Was that like a double bubble? Uh, yeah. Juicy fruit? What's that zebra? Oh, zebra? That really good tasting... For like 12 seconds. Gum for 12, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, a gun with an N. Oh, So okay. I'm going to get him some sort Firearm. of... Firearm. Yes. I'm going to get him some sort of like gun or something, and then I'll set it up in the box so that it's pointing the exact way it's not supposed to, which is directly at your face. Um, and so then what I'm going to do is like you have to take the safety off, and then I will tie like string or something around the trigger, and then cut a hole in the bottom of the box, put the string through that hole, and then like pull it up so it's tied to the lid of oh, the yeah, box. Oh yeah, yeah. So when so you when open the box, the lid off, it would pull the trigger. Mm. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to like wrap the bottom of the box and the lid of the box separately so that mm-hmm. he's not like yep. tossing it around while he's unwrapping it or like accidentally opening the wrong end or like while it's sideways or something. Like all he has to do is literally lift the For lid For good off. measure, you could make the lid like sticky, like really tight fit. Oh, so you have to that really way he like... he really has to pull it off. Yeah. There's a lot of force on that. Um, so he... What you're going to need is a revolver. <laughs> Double action and then you cock it and then it's like a hair trigger. So it doesn't take much. Great. So you'll help. I already am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then, uh, basically, he'll pull the lid off, um, and then, boom, the gun will go off. It'll be, like, right into his, like, face or his chest or his heart, like, direct hit. Um, Then I will take the string off with gloves and eat it so there's no evidence. Um, So you poop it out and have string poop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but then it just goes to to the ocean, so... um, (laughs) And then using, like, a glove, I'll just take his hand and, like, touch the gun with it so he has his fingerprints on oh, it. Oh, sure, yeah. And then 
Um, it'll just seem like I got him a gun for Christmas. I had no idea what I was doing. We're gun novices. We have no idea. I didn't yep. know what a safety was. And it was all just an accident that he There's hit no the trigger anyway. with so an excitement. He hit the trigger with excitement after he unwrapped it. Easy. Easy peasy. Or when he was loading it. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. It was an accident. We didn't know what we were doing. Poor guy. I know. Only problem is, is I feel like they would find the hole in the bottom of the box and then like the hole in the lid that I hooked it like the well, string. Well, it's a really with. thin string. That hole would be tiny, tiny. Oh yeah, it'd be super tiny. Like I was thinking, like yeah. embroidery floss, but still, I feel like that's what happens. Fishing in... line would be much stronger. Oh sure. Like six, sixty pound test line. Yeah. Anyways, in plenty. movies and stuff, they always uh, know. I've got you back like, on this one. <laughs> they'd hold the box up to the light and see the pinhole and be like, hmm. Yeah, uh, on accident. Yes. Like they would be looking at the brand of the box. Like, wait a minute. There's a pinhole in that. Hmm. Hmm. I know exactly what she did. Although, like, swallowing a piece of string didn't seem that bad. Swallowing fishing wire seems, like, not great. You could just flush it. Fishing wire breaks down, I think, in... Does it? In the ocean water. Maybe. Fishing hooks do. If a fishing hook is caught in a fish's mouth, you don't really have to worry. Eventually, it'll just break down. Really? Salt water. Salt water is corrosive. I don't know about lake fish. They're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Freshwater fish. fish. Getting all those like intense <clears throat> lip piercings. Yep. All right. Hit me with yours. Your hit nutmeg. me with your nutmeg shot. Ow. <laughs> Do you like nutmeg? Like as a spice or in stuff? I remember, um, what was it? Nick was going to use nutmeg as garnish on one of our drinks. Oh, yeah. The Dirty Santa, I yeah, think yeah. he was talking about well, it. That was partially um, my inspiration. I. I. I can't say, like, I don't, off the top of my head, feel like I know what nutmeg tastes like. Like, like not on its like, own. It's usually in stuff. Yeah, it's always mixed with, like, cinnamon and, it's like, like a all really, that. I don't know. I would say it's, like, a really warm, nutty, nutty, Is it nutty? homey fit flavor. Sure. I have no idea. Anyway, it's a notorious holiday spice, right? It's used in dishes, cookies. It's typically a powder. But you can even buy a nutmeg oil. Like um, an essential oil? Yeah, like an essential oil. And it's it's the least suspicious time to buy high quantities of nutmeg oil would be around Christmas. At least I think so. Um, did you also know that you can get high on nutmeg, as I mentioned before? No. Like people okay. used to use nutmeg as a recreational drug back before we had recreational drugs. As little as 10 grams can make you sick, as well as have hallucinogenic effects. So it's not like, like a fun... That's, that's like two teaspoons. But what do you do? You eat it? Like the cinnamon challenge? or I have that in my nose. The cinnamon <laughs> said, challenge? Have you heard of the cinnamon challenge? How about the nutmeg <laughs> challenge? Because that'll fuck you up. But is that what you have to do? You just eat it? Well, there's nutmeg oil. But yeah, just ingest it. Uh-huh. I mean, so you don't have my to, like, plan snort is different. Nutmeg? No, you can just eat it and it'll do it. About 10 grams, two tablespoons. That's um, a lot. That sounds yeah. awful. Yeah. In most cases, report ingesting too much. Uh, hallucinations, vomiting, etc., due to the myristicin that's in nutmeg, which is comparable to mescaline, which is in peyote, oh. which makes you sick, like diarrhea, vomiting. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, it puts you on the craziest trip, at least according to the episode of Chelsea Does the World, whatever that show she had where she did peyote. I think it was peyote. She did peyote on camera. What? Yeah, yeah. She was like, Really wanted that out-of-body experience. But I think it wasn't as good for her as, like, other people because it's like hypnotism. Like, you need to buy into it. 
And she didn't and be- buy it. And because it she much. wanted it so much, I don't think the effect was like it would be for for someone else, perhaps. But um, she did. She did say, "Man, she felt like out of body at one point." Weird. Um, yeah. So nutmeg and peyote, very Got similar it. chemical effects. All right, nutmeg. Which I had no idea. Poor man's peyote. Now I'm real curious. Just um, eat a bunch of nutmeg. Just like ten grams, just see what happens. Maybe five. I'll start light, five grams. So if I ever like come over and Kelly's like, I don't know, Jeremy's just like vomiting and shitting his brains out. I'll and, be like, and looking at the ceiling fan like it. <laughs> be like, mm, have you seen your nutmeg lately? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So one woman recorded that she ingested 50 grams in a milkshake she made. So she was like, hmm, I'm just going to be all Christmassy and put a bunch of nutmeg in my milkshake. <laughs> oh, man. That's a lot. That sounds like the shittiest tasting milkshake ever. Like she took one sip and she was like, yep, this is what I wanted. <laughs> I don't know. She probably got sick too fast. Anyway, so if she, I was like, if she could drink that, I could surely get a lot more in some other food or beverage. But I was thinking that's not the fastest way to absorb something, which is actually inhalation. That's is the it? Fastest I would have thought it was like an enema, like the coffee enemas mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to get nutmeg up Kelly's butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I think actually inhalation is the fastest way because it goes right into your lungs and enters your bloodstream. So if you it. think about that, it's like instantaneous, whereas absorption through some other means, um, there's still a chemical process in it. I mm-hmm. think it takes a little bit longer. <clears throat> anyway, as you know, we've all been sick constantly from one cold to another. If one of us is not sick, someone else is in our family, your family. Um, and our youngest has to be on the nebulizer again just last week. Because he had some wheezing. And, and we own a nebulizer because our kids have started school. They've been sick so much. We just bought a nebulizer. So we own a nebulizer. So for those that don't know what a nebulizer is, it, uh, there's a medicine you put into it. It turns it into vapor. And it opens up your airway. Um, so you might see where this is going. <laughs> but You're uh, going to vaporize nutmeg? Uh-huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn nutmeg oil into vapor with a nebulizer. And all I have to do is convince her to just do a nebulizer treatment. And we even have saline. So there's actually no medicine. It just vaporizes salt water, yeah, yeah, which yeah. helps with your congestion. It's like a super concentrated humidifier that exactly. just goes directly up your nose. Yep. Unless exactly. you're poisoning it. So I'll put a full dose of nutmeg oil in the nebulizer. It'll turn to vapor. And as she inhales the medicinal herb through that plastic tube... <clears throat> Um, and she'll just take a nice trip to Murderland, and she'll have a great hallucination on the way out. Right. So yeah, that's a lot of that. How bad that would smell. <laughs> but it's, oh, I don't know. I'm, I haven't. I haven't tried it. <laughs> it smelled nutmeg. I have no idea. I, I don't know if nutmeg oil. If you vaporize it, if you if it, if it would even smell, smell. Yeah, I'm not sure. No idea. Um. Anyway, it's a good thing that Christmas is here because ordering way too much nutmeg might look a little bit suspicious. At some other time of the year. And if I'm in the hospital, just know that I got a little too curious in the <laughs> nutmeg aisle, the spice aisle at Target. Just dumping it in your mouth straight from the jar. So that's my hypothetical murder scenario. And then I guess for you just Christmas. clean out the nebulizer, call it a day. Yeah. Just throw it out. You know how much nebulizer shit I have? I have so many different. I know you components. have so many different like face masks. Yeah, it came with a bunch. Every time you go to the doctor, they send you home with one. Yeah. It's like the new thing. Yeah. And and that nebulizer medicine, it doesn't even actually do it. It doesn't work. It's just as good as the saline. Yeah, yeah. There's like no difference. The medicine's been proven not to actually help. (laughs) You just got to break up all that mucus 
Yep. And on the note of mucus, I think that about wraps up this episode. Yeah, great. Merry Christmas. <laughs> mucus Christmas, because you know we're all going to be sick over here. Oh, man, I hope we're all better by Christmas time in two days. Well, we know that it can be even worse in the holiday season, but while marriage is messy... Murder is messier. And for the final time, happy holidays. 